What is up guys, Sophia here back with another topic. If you are new, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can stay updated on all of my content. And don't forget to check the description box because I always put a lot of stuff in there, including my book specifically for single women. So what I'm gonna be talking about today is marriage as a economic contract. So if you guys don't know, Dr. Unum actually did this podcast on The Breakfast Club and he was talking about marriage being an economic contract. So take a look at what he said. Marriage is an economic contract. It's an economic contract. Most women do not marry down in status. They marry up. All right. So before we get into it, I want to clarify that I don't agree with everything that Dr. Unum said, because if you watch the interview, he said a whole lot of stuff that was controversial. But I want to specifically focus on this particular part of what he is saying about marriage and how Christians should feel about it and how even women, you should look at picking a marriage partner going forward. All right, so I think that it's important for y'all to see what I'm saying versus what I'm not saying because I know a whole lot of people, before you come in my comment section talking crazy to me, a whole lot of people like to make assumptions instead of actually listening to what I am saying. What I am not saying is that you need to go marry somebody and use somebody for money and only look at people for a come up. That is not what I'm saying, okay? I'm not saying that you don't need to marry for love or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am encouraging women to do is actually look at a realistic expectation of marriage. And when you look for a partner, I do believe that you need to look at it, some of what he's saying, the economic contract. And y'all already know that I back up the Bible in everything that I do. So why don't we go ahead into it? I'm actually going to take a snippet from my hypergamy video when it comes to Naomi finding a suitable helper for Ruth. How specifically Naomi said in the Bible to Ruth that I need to find somebody who is a provider and is able to take care of you. So there's nothing wrong with wanting a man that is a provider that is stable. In fact, I feel like that is what you should be looking for. Okay, so as you guys see, what were some of the main things that Naomi wanted for Ruth is that she not only wanted a suitable husband, but she wanted a husband to provide for Ruth. And I feel like, and this is something that I have said time and time again within the Christian community or especially within women nowadays, that sometimes we get so infatuated with um love or who what we think is love or somebody that we don't actually look at the entire person and actually determine if they will be a good provider for us because to me provider could mean a lot of things yes Boaz had a lot of money right but if you read the story of Ruth then you also see that he was a man of good character so I don't feel like oh if you are looking for a provider in a man then it's just like oh well he just has a good job because a man can make have a good job make a whole bunch of money and beat the mess out of you right and I said that on one of my videos where I was talking about sweetie and her boyfriend Cuervo now one pattern I've noticed amongst some of these celebrities is anytime they cheat on their girlfriends or wives they buy them expensive gifts expensive cars expensive bags they throw money at them thinking that okay the money is enough to keep them and some women have been led to believe that their love and their body and their time can be bought. And I see a lot of talk about high value men. 
There's nothing wrong with wanting a man with money, but a man has to have high value character as well. And a lot of men out there who have money don't have good character in relationships because they feel like it's not really a requirement. They disrespect women. They cheat on women. They beat on women. And they don't have any incentive to do better because all they have to do is throw money at these women and these women forgive them which I'll actually um, link that down in the description box as well. But one thing that you that women need to look at as a whole, because I feel like in this world, we are very superficial. And this is what is getting us into trouble with a lot of marriages is because either we want a man that's a project that we got to fix up. Either we're just attracted to him for sex and we don't look at, you know, does he have goals? Does he have ambitions? Does he got a job? Is he going somewhere? Do he just want to leech off of us? And we don't look at if they would make a good, a good potential father for, for us or for our future children. And I can say that in my youth, I was a serial victim of this dating guys that I have no business dating because they would not have added on or added value to my life in any sort of way. And that's what I kind of feel like Dr. Uniman said. I mean, I don't know what he's saying, but here's what I'm saying. When we talk about an economic contract and you are looking for somebody, you need to look for somebody that adds on to your life and not take away. Because let's get into what God told the Israelites. I will post my video down below on where we talk about generational wealth. If you guys have read the Bible, then you should know that when Moses left, led the Israelites out of Egypt and God told the Israelites to take the promised land. He also gave them direction on to intermarry between each other and ways to build generational wealth over time. And an inheritance in the way that he tells them how to build an inheritance, inheritance, manage inheritance is very smart because as they are taking the promised land, they are continuously gathering inheritance and they're splitting them up between them. And God is telling them how to manage the land and how to do this and how, and how to grow what they already have. I guess my point is, however you live your life, you need to think about, am I living an inheritance? Um, am I leaving an inheritance for a future generation? Am I leaving an inheritance for myself? Am I, am I living my life in a way that there will be something left over for those who come after me? We need to stop looking at like whenever you read the Bible, right? You don't see women getting into relationships with broken men who aren't about anything that don't have anything that can't take care of them. And women is sitting up there doing everything, being the provider and sitting on the struggle bus with the man, right? That's not what we're doing. Here are all the Bible verses that I found in regards to a man being a provider. If you were to read all all of the, about most of the prominent men from David, from Joseph, from Jacob, then you will see that a lot of them were providers for their families. And I feel like in today's age that it's very easy for women to get into that because they are so desperate to get married and there are a lot of men who aren't about anything. There are some men who are about something, but we know there's a lot of men who aren't about anything that they forget that marriage is an economic contract, says God, says the Bible, says, you know, even aside from what he says, when we pick somebody, ideally they should be enriching our lives for the better. 
Does this mean that we don't look for love? Yes, of course we look for love. But I also think that we have to define or change the way that we look at love because a lot of us have conditioned ourselves to look at love in a very lustful, oh, if they don't give me the butterflies or something dumb, then that's what we look at love. When realistically speaking, that's not really love, right? That's lust. Because if you're just determining how a person makes your skin feel or the butterflies, then you're not really looking at long-term potential as them as your husband. And I've seen women, a lot of women, oh, he doesn't give me the butterflies. Oh, just something very basic and superficial. But really, you're just looking at one aspect of that person. If you're just looking at them and saying like, Oh, well, they don't give me butterflies. They may not be a good husband, but that you don't know that because have you looked at how they can improve your life as an economic contract? Like I said, that just don't mean money, but it does include money. It also includes the way they are as a father. It also includes how far or how they can add value to your life. It also includes whether they are able to manage their money. So ultimately, when you guys want to buy a house, he is able to do that. All of these things are things that you should consider when getting a potential mate. And the last thing that I want to mention for women is what this means for you because I have several videos where we talk about being equally yoked, right? And so one of the things that I said in my video on how to be a proper help meet for your husband is this. Now the Lord God said, it is not good or beneficial for man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complimentary for him. So if you notice the Bible verse, it says that you need to find that it was a companion that was suitable and befitting to the man, right? And this is not to say that you're subservient to men or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is whenever you pair yourself up with somebody, just like the Bible says, what does righteousness have to do with lawlessness? What does light have to do with dark? You need to know what you're, where you're going in life. As a woman, you need to know, or a man, whatever it is that you are, you need to have the same direction that you're looking for in a partner. You need to have your life together. You need to know what your skills are. You need to know where your goals are. You need to know where you're going. You need to know all of that because how can you possibly choose a companion for yourself if you don't even know what will complement where you're going for the future? That's one of the things about the economic contract. People who are suitable to one another based on their common goals, based on their ambitions, based on what they want in life. And this is not to say that you have to have the same education or anything like that of the person that you are choosing for a partner, but we cannot deny that having a, a partner that is suitable or complement some of the goals and qualities and direction that you want to go, they can elevate you, right? And so I think that this is also things that we need to determine. I don't want to come off like I'm saying, oh, we need to take out of all of the love out of finding a partner and we just need to look at it for a come up because if you're really listening to what I'm saying I'm actually not saying that I'm actually saying the opposite but I would just encourage women and this is something that I learned because a lot of people think oh Sophia because you're not married but that's the thing I've had a couple of men want to marry me but guess what 
It was never beneficial. And that's what people always give me the side eye about. Why didn't you marry them? Because really it was never beneficial for me to join myself to somebody talking about an economic contract, right? If I was to join myself to those people who had asked me, then I would not have been benefited in any way, shape or form. There would have been nothing that they would have added to my life. Most of the time, many of them saw me and looked at, oh, well, what can I take away from her? Or what can I, you know, use her for? Or how will my life be? Or how can I mooch off her or live off her? There's a lot of men out there that are like that. That's why we're talking about this in the sense that don't just think, oh, because I'm attracted or I'm dating this guy and this guy wants to marry me, that that means that they're automatically a good fit if they don't elevate your life in some way and vice versa. You should elevate their life in some way as well. I'm not talking about you using one person. I'm talking about both both people being on that status and coming together and making a elevated status or a power couple and not just being the situation where the woman is always doing or even the man is always doing, right? Both people should form an economic contract that is beneficial to both of them and their future generations. All right, guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. And I will talk to you guys another day, another time. Bye, y'all. Not ready for the show to end? It doesn't have to. You can head over to my site where you can read hundreds of articles. And also, you can feel free to shop my store where I have all of my products for sale. And last but not least, for even more video content, feel free to visit my YouTube channel where I talk about a wide array of content. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay blessed.